your source for Big Ten Talk. It's Off Tackle Empire. Welcome back to Off Tackle Empire. We spent such a long time recapping the Big Ten's horrifying, horrifying week in football that we didn't quite get time to talk about our Dick Trips in Review. Right, Dick Trips in Review national perspective here. So, of course, we normally would wrap this in with the review podcast, but, so, you know, sometimes when you're staring into the abyss, you, you kind of start, start liking how the abyss is looking, man. You, the abyss looks back at you, maybe the abyss winks a little bit, and, you know, you find, a, find it kind of difficult to break eye contact with the abyss. So that's what happened uh, with, with the review piece from last week. Well, let's talk about uh, I mean, who else I, I really can't call Rutgers a dick trip. They just went out on national TV and just started shitting all over themselves uncontrollably. Yeah, so, and, the, and that's the other thing is there's not really, if we're, if we're doing dick trips in review, well, Honestly, we probably swept the medal stand in some order with Rutgers, Northwestern, Wisconsin, I would think. You could put Maryland up there if you want, but who really expected much from them, given what's going on with them? So if we look around, um, secretly the Pac-12 kind of wasn't that much better. They were. I think the only reason they fared any better is because they had five FCS games. Yeah, and they week. handled their FCS business, but... Oregon State, of course, lost to a bad Nevada squad. Not that we expected much of Oregon State, but... The Rutgers of the West, if you will. Yeah. Um, but then looking isn't else that, around... Isn't that I mean, a lyric in Michigan Spite song? <laughs> Rutgers of the West? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, Rutgers could have been in the Ivy League, you know. Uh, <laughs> Damn so, it. So looking elsewhere, I mean... I'm not going to count USC too badly against them because they lost to a ranked Stanford team, but it looked like a typical USC. Like, um, why does anyone think you're good? Wait, hold on. That was two weeks ago. USC got ass-blasted by Texas this week. Oh. That's a big dick trip. Yeah. What am I talking about? All right. <laughs> yeah, USC got ass-blasted by Texas. I mean, like, 37-14? Not even close. Is Texas the new chaos team? Is that what this is? Are Apparently, just... yeah. I mean, that Maryland-Texas, they... like... So that, that think... chain is going to be very important in the circle of trash. Oh, man. That's going to open a lot of possibilities. Yep, like, like the Iowa State last year yeah. over Oklahoma. Well, that's good. Because they lost to some team that lost to some FCS team. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be good. So, so you had USC getting blasted by Texas. In what Arizona State. Uh, Losing did, to San Diego State. Yeah, they did what Stanford couldn't. I mean, San Diego State's good, but, man, here we are thinking, oh, hey, man, we're firm for Herm, and this thing is going. <sighs> That, that loss to Arizona State is not going to age well. <laughs> I hope yeah. so. Like, you know, they have the talent at the right positions that they could win eight or nine games. Then, then it won't look as bad that we just went out and crapped the bed in the desert. Because it's a dry crap. We crapped the bed in Tempe. Uh, but UCLA got annihilated. By Fresno State. By Fresno State. Which was, which to be fair, was very good last year. But lost at Minnesota, which... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not ready to anoint them as a great team yet. No, so this... It, I'm sorry, when I say yet, I mean, like, it's not going to happen this year. I guess the thing that can be said for Chip Kelly is at least he picked a basketball school so he can take his time. And, this looks more yeah. like the 49ers than Oregon. Um, yeah. Obviously, yeah, this is going to be a complete tear-it-down rebuild, but it, you, you got to see if you can get... I mean, it's easy to get people to come to UCLA, but there's some growing pains associated with this one. Yeah, so, you know, looking nationally... Arkansas got <coughs> just the shit kicked out of them by North Texas. Including, as we mentioned in the review episode, you should read that or listen to that. If you read it if you want. I mean, but listen to it if you haven't. The bomb, acidist, fake, fair catch I've ever seen. 
You know the thing about a fair catch? If you don't make the signal, it's not a fair catch. All the yep. gunners probably assume it because he was just standing there and not trying to move like, oh, he must have signaled. I just wasn't paying attention. How many laps do you think those gunners are running this week to make up for, <laughs> for, just, for just standing there and then... Ask Bobby Knight. Man, I... Like, the guys... To quote make, Bobby Knight, I'm going to run you till you can't even suffer. <laughs> I don't yeah. entirely know what that means, but it sounds horrifying. Especially coming from Bobby Knight. God, but... Well, he, he was fucking tired of losing to Purdue. <laughs> well, understandable. <laughs> so, Auburn... So that, was, that was pretty bad. And Auburn had a win wrapped up until they didn't. Yeah, and given that it was a ranked versus ranked, again, not too much credit. But, you know, because it's the SEC, Auburn loses the game and they only fall two spots. Meanwhile... LSU wins that game and they rise six. I know this is SEC math, but that doesn't make any fucking sense. If you lose... And the other team rises. Shouldn't there be at least some relationship and how much one... This this isn't how this is supposed to work, man. This is how they get two teams in the playoff every year. Because the, the people who... Are, like, it's a, it's a home loss. Albeit to a pretty good team. It should cost you more than two spots. MSU lost on the road to a pretty good team, I think. And they fell 10. Not fair. Just gonna say, not fair. Whatever. If, if, That's we were, if we were some other podcast, though, we would emphatically award Dick Tripp of the week to Wisconsin because they were top 10 and lost at home to an unranked squad. That's yeah. just, well, and that like ticks said, all of the boxes. I think you can, if only it, the Northwestern and Rutgers losses were so spectacular. That's the only yeah. reason they can, yeah, in terms of the objective criteria for Dick Trip, yeah, Wisconsin, number one with a bullet. But when you just like, how do you go from up 18 at half to trailing by double digits against a MAC team. Well, oh, I mean, home. and Rutgers like, doesn't have a lot of, you know, misery loves company, but Rutgers doesn't have a lot of friends in that got blown out by Kansas in this decade. Yeah, no, group. who are you even going to call the, whose shoulder are you crying on for this loss, man? This is, we, I know we talked We're about We're in Kansas. uncharted waters here. We talked about Kansas being better. They still lost to Nichols earlier this season. A good FCS team, I but, think, but not an that good. team. They lost their next game to Mercer, so like, yeah, this is not a recovered Kansas team. What happened was that Nichols didn't turn the ball over six times. The key to beating Kansas <laughs> is turn the ball over fewer than six times. <laughs> Baylor, oh, please turn it over exactly six times. Yeah, because we still hate you. So um, Alabama won sixty-two to seven, and Alabama is like we said before a star destroyer, just looming over our little fun season here. Why are we even talking about that? Anyway, I don't okay. know. <laughs> bring up Alabama in our preview week, man. We like to think happy thoughts here. All right, a lot less to cover here in the preview because we're getting into conference play, fewer games, um, a total of eight, I think, Northwestern on a bye, you know, because that's what you want to have your bye is so you can think about what is <laughs> yeah. happening against that yep. for a week. Uh, you go to your room and you sit and think <laughs> about what you've done. No game for you this week. So, you know, we'll cover the Friday night game first, Penn State at Illinois. Obviously not something you're feeling optimistic about. Probably I mean, just okay, cause. we've got a freshman All-American returning at safety. Bennett Williams is a difference maker. But he's not that big of a difference maker. What's going I mean, on with all the other suspended guys? Are they ever coming back? Or what? Oh yeah, no, he's he's among that group. They're they're coming back. Lou Dorsey's coming back. Um, okay. You know, there's some options there, but okay, this this so, is okay. this is just well, not. Okay. I mean, this is the voice I use when I'm trying to talk myself into something that's not realistic. So I think okay. Penn State can name their score here, honestly, based on the pass rush that we got against uh, USF, which was to say none, which was really disappointing. And uh, I don't think they're going to let us run the ball, uh, mm. even if we take all the bubble wrap off of everyone. I don't. 
I mean, there is only one way I can see this game going, and that is if it turns out we've been hiding our entire playbook. <laughs> like, and to be fair, Wouldn't we be? haven't really looked. We haven't really looked like Rod Smith offenses in the past. So it's not beyond the realm of possibility, but I doubt it. I doubt that's the case. Was A.J. Bush coming back this game, did you say? Well, they were playing it cautious with him due to a hamstring injury, but I, th- mm. I think Lovey said that he should be good to go. Uh, probably. It's probably. It's probably nothing. Well, I mean, Tony Adams came back. Ricky Smalling came back for the USF game. Those were difference makers on both sides of the ball. But, I mean, this is ridiculous. No, I, why are we not, even talking about this? It's not going to be a game. Okay, all right. It's not going to be. It's not going to be anything. I just hope we don't get hurt too bad, because then we've got a bye week, and then we've got two games that are our entire season. On the road, at Rutgers, and at home against Purdue, we win one of those two, and it was good enough. The season was good enough. We win both of them, and the season was a rousing success. I'm being in no way exaggerating here. Those two games will define our season. I I don't disagree. Um, That's moving on here on the Saturday slate. Nebraska going to Michigan. We mentioned this briefly in the review piece. I mean... The only reason I think that Nebraska would be in this game is Michigan shooting themselves in the foot. Or if, which, I mean, if Adrian Martinez plays, they look like a very different team when he was That is there. true. That so, is true. If Adrian Martinez plays, then Michigan better figure out how to get out of their own way. Well, yeah, there's that. And I think that Nebraska's offense actually could be pretty uniquely capable of giving Michigan's defense yeah, problems. Matchup. Because Michigan has this aggressive, pursuing defense. That's going to miss a guy like Martinez. And there's that, and with options, reverses. It feels like the kind of thing that could give even a defense as talented as Michigan some problems. It also helps you deal with guys like Winovich and Gary because you just option that guy. You don't even try to block him. Yep. Make him make a good decision. And it's not like Michigan sees a lot of that type of offense in this conference. Those guys aren't going to necessarily be all that prepared for it. And, you know, Bunch, to be fair... Didn't do that badly. It's just that no. Martinez is like a b- way above replacement level. He's, in my opinion, and it, he's, he, seems, he runs the offense yeah. that Frost wants to run a yes, lot better. That's exactly what I was. So that's say the thing that. is, if Martinez is healthy, this could be interesting. I'd still expect Michigan to win, but yeah, I think it's going to come down to whether or not Michigan is uh, overthinking itself, like it did against Notre Dame, because they could be. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh outsmarted himself in that first one. I expect Michigan to win this one, though. I would, too. Kind of regardless of whether Martinez plays. I mean, if, if Bunch is in there and it's a more conventional-looking offense, Michigan probably wins this one pretty easily. I think Martinez would give him a little bit more of a challenge. Um, one of the few non-conference games we do have this week, Boston College at Purdue. Boston College ranked now number 20. Yeah. Um, Steve Adazio joins David Shaw as... Has, has a good chance to cement himself with David Shaw as coach that really should be in the Big Ten but isn't. Yeah. We can we can only I mean we can only imagine if we had gone for that Boston market instead of New York what could have been <laughs> well just imagine okay if the quadrangle of hate there right Minnesota had like Shaw or Adazio and then um, and then Nebraska had the other one right <laughs> yeah you'd, you'd be seeing like uh, between them and then Kirk Ferentz and then Wisconsin. Oh my god! <laughs> you'd see a lot of six to four games. You'd see, you'd see, yeah. I mean, if if that's the if that's the uh, Kirk the, Ferentz would be very pleased, right? I mean, if that's the uh, platonic ideal of Big Ten football, then we really are missing a couple of our kindred spirits here. But again, this is something that we mentioned a little bit in the previous episode as well. I don't expect Purdue. this is gonna be this could be a problem for Purdue, um, given their issues on the defensive front, um, their problems stopping opposing offenses in general. Boston College is a difficult animal to deal with. I think this days. is. I think this 
is by far the best team that Purdue has played to this point. Yeah, this may also be a defense that Purdue finds it more difficult to score on. They've got the discipline and the athletes in the back end. They contained Greg Dortch. I mean, yeah. that is a pretty difficult thing to do, to be honest. And it and it's not for lack of trying. I mean, they were trying to get the ball to him. Yeah. And it was if, not happening. For those of you who don't know, sophomore wide receiver at Wake Forest. Absolute dynamic player. Catches a lot of balls. Yeah, and Boston, Boston College put a lid on him. So Purdue's got more threats, and their offense may be a little bit more. Too, but, you know, Wake Forest, again, is not what you might think of it no, either. Wake Forest has been decent lately. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> a legitimate team. They, they and, won what? They won eight games last year? Or? Yeah, something like that. And they run an offense that's not entirely dissimilar from Purdue, a spread, up-tempo sort of thing. So, But I think that they've got a more well-rounded team than does Purdue. Right, right. So, And, and they lost to Boston College. So the other thing is Boston College has a couple of extra days to percolate for this game because they had to play at, they were playing on Thursday with their conference opener. So don't feel great about this. Um, I guess we'll talk about this next game. I really don't want to. Buffalo... At Rutgers. Buffalo Rutgers. So Buffalo is three and zero with wins against Delaware State, and then, um, interestingly enough, Temple and Eastern Michigan. Oh, jeez. So they beat two teams who have Big Ten wins. Beaten Big Ten. They've got two transitive Big Ten wins, and uh, I don't see any. I, I, I'm seeing. I mean, unless Chris Ash has like a series of meetings where like. Somehow he works out all the issues that happened in this locker room. If Rutgers win, so look by talent differential, Rutgers should win this reasonably close. If it's if they lose or if it's a blowout in either direction, we will know that this week was the pivotal moment of the Ash era. If they win as we expect them to, relatively closely, then we may not learn anything until the next you know until next week. But if it's if they lose, then we'll know. All right, he's done. Let's just figure out how much longer he holds on. If they win comfortably and they look good in doing so, maybe we can still say, okay, there's a chance he'll turn this thing around. But this is an important game for Chris Ash. Buffalo no is that. more of a passing team. Um, they have a pretty good quarterback in Tyree Jackson and uh, a, a guy that was projected as one of the top receivers in the country in, uh, what is it, Anthony Johnson, I think it is. And they've got a diverse enough offense that, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not... They don't have any athletes as good as Puka Williams, but they do presumably have uh, guys in the secondary that can run uh, interception back to the house. Right. I, I mean, most defensive backs in college would be able to do that. So, Chris Esch, if you want to stay past this season, win this game. Yeah, that's about all there is to it. It's a tall order. Buffalo's Buffalo's three and three and zero. Oh. They this is their best start in a while, and uh, their coach is an interesting case. Right, Lance Leopold. Yeah, uh, Division Wisconsin. Three, White, Wisconsin Whitewater legend. Yeah, legend. And he's. It looks like he's maybe starting to get things rolling there a little bit. So yeah, I think they went to a bowl game last year. Will be an interesting match in here. Move on to maybe the toughest game to predict this week: Minnesota at Maryland. Because on the one hand, what do we actually know about Minnesota? And on the other hand, what the hell do we know about what Maryland is going to look like? <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, this man. I was dreading having to talk about this because I can't say anything definitive one way or the other. It really depends, okay, is Maryland's offensive line going to be healthy? They've been very vague about the recovery timetables for those starters that they have. Uh, Without them, they clearly don't have the depth in the offensive line to move the ball. Yeah, especially on the ground. The rushing attack really struggled without him. Um, Kasim Hill is a promising prospect, but he's not good enough to carry an offense that can't run the ball right now. 
you know, defensively, I don't know what exactly Maryland's problem was last week. It could well be that they just unraveled a bit because the offense couldn't keep any pressure off of them. I still don't think Minnesota's a good enough offense to actually move the ball on a good defense. And we talked before a season, like Maryland, with some of the bodies they have up front, they really should be pretty good against the run at least. Um, well, I think Trey Watson is like, was he 0-3 against, or no? Yeah, he's 0-3 against Minnesota. Okay. So it's, you know, just, just, <laughs> I'm just talking about what I know. So um, uh, this this sure is a game. Yeah, man, I really don't know because it's hard to compare the the competition really because <laughs> yeah. Oh man, um, flip a coin here. You probably won't have to flip a coin for the last non-conference game we're discussing this week. Tulane at Ohio State, um, blood everywhere. Green, yeah, Ohio green, State's gonna win a lot. Green blood on the walls. Willie Fritz, I'm rooting for him though to succeed. <laughs> It's not going to happen this week, though. All right, so the last two conference games, in my mind, are probably going to be the most competitive, may have the most impact on division races, especially the last one. Um, MSU still ranked number 24, going to Indiana after the bye week. I do not feel great about this game. Um, This is is essentially a battle for third in the divisions, is how I see it. It could be. I think Michigan's still going to have something to say about that. I'm not ready to pencil Indiana in as better than... I'm sorry, wait, when I say... When I say battle for third, I mean, obviously, yes, we're battling for the Jim Harbaugh Oh, you spots. mean, well, yeah, so, like, jockeying-wise, yes. I mean, whoever wins this game, I think you start talking about them as a challenger to either Penn State or Ohio State. In theory, that's not but, actually yeah, likely to happen. Yeah, this is this is a battle for the top of the top tier of the, three, <laughs> right. if you will. So, yeah. I mean, so far, Indiana's looked like a much better team than MSU. I think MSU is still favored by, like, four or five points, that was the line I saw this morning. Which I don't get. I mean, I get that they're thought of as the stronger program, but Indiana's looked like the better team this year, and MSU still has a lot of issues to work out. Especially well, Indiana hasn't played a team that's as talented as Arizona State. Probably not. I mean, Virginia's an ACC team, not an especially good one, but they still have some talent that you have to work to contain. Florida International is a group of five team, but... But those Florida schools always end up with some sneaky talent. Right. And so, you know, Ball State's trash, but they... Have looked. I mean, and they looked the part against the bet, the obviously worst team they've played so far. So that's not something you can say about Michigan State. I think maybe there's still some sample size issues with MSU, such that we don't know as much as we could. Because well, the Utah State wins aging well. Yeah, yeah, that I feel better about. But again, the Arizona State thing, I still don't know what to make of that. And a sample size of two, of course, because of the bye week. Right. So the thing is that the issues that we saw are not necessarily because of the opponent, though. They still can't run the ball. One injury on the offensive line to the starting left tackle, and all of a sudden everything is just chaos. The right tackle flips over, and he's not any good on the left side. The new right tackle isn't very good either. The interior blocking has really suffered. The new center, I think that honestly might be the origin of all the problems. Tyler Higby moved from guard to center. And then everybody else had to show. He's not making the line calls as well as he could, which is why there have been plenty of plays where it just looks like they don't see the blitz coming. Um... I don't like to call a guy out by name necessarily, and it could well be that I don't know what I'm talking about. I certainly don't know much beyond the basics of line play, but it did, they have not been in sync at any point this year. And given the lines that they've played against, they should have had some movement on the ground. They should have been better in pass protection. Maybe getting Chewins back and sort of shuffling everything back the way it was supposed to be will help. But yeah, and the other no, thing... No, not only have they not been in sync, they haven't even been 98 degrees. <sighs> All right. <laughs> okay, so what do you think about this game? I'd like to think MSU still wins. It's probably going to be close. 
I mean, we've only, I think we've only lost to Indiana twice this century. Twice or maybe three times. There was probably a loss in there in the Bobby Williams era that I'm just not remembering. But the last two times we lost to Indiana, MSU went 3-9 and nine in both of those. 2006 and 2016. Well, uh, I if MSU might... loses this game, it's not a good sign. This is going to tell us a lot about Indiana, I think. If they win this yeah. game, then yeah, yeah. They're, they're for real. This could, right. This they're could... to be taken seriously. <laughs> Sure, and if you're an Indiana fan, I know that this is something that we've said many times over the last few years, like, this is that game where maybe they finally get over the hump and it never happens. This feel like, feels like it might be, but it might also turn out that even if you win, it's not going to be well, as valuable as you that's, thought. That's what it was like <laughs> two years ago, when it was like, yes, they we finally did it! We got the Spartans! We got the Spartans! Like, We're going to yeah, be big good. deal, so did Illinois. Yeah, everybody <laughs> beat MSU that year, sorry. Except so. for Rutgers. Yeah, somehow we still <laughs> piss-pounded Rutgers that year. I, God, what a... Dude. So you were the Kansas of the Big Ten that year, and then Rutgers was the Rutgers. Ah, my life is a weird flat circle sometimes. All right, Wisconsin so, at Iowa. Game of the week in the conference, I think. Absolutely. Really, yeah. Very, very important. I mean, this is... These are the two... With, with Northwestern, like, thoroughly shoving its head so far up its own ass that they probably can't even hear me to object. Hang on now. Are any of those losses Northwestern has in conference? Oh, that is true. They are not. You and Northwestern me. already has a win in conference by virtue of that opening week win over Purdue. What have we learned about Northwestern over the last few years? Do they or do they not get better as time goes on? Yes, they do. They will play a part in this race. Now, whether it actually matters is going to depend on who wins. If Wisconsin wins, forget about it. Game over. They're going to the title game. If Iowa wins, everything is up in the Yep. That's how I see this. That's, Yeah. Because Iowa is, of course, that random number generator sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. It's hard to... I mean, they've been a little more consistent this year. We've pretty much seen what we thought we would see out of them. Um, you know that Iowa State win aged really well. Yeah. Uh, because Iowa State kind of got back on the tracks. Well, yeah. They had a competitive game with Oklahoma where they put up 27 points. Not that OU is renowned for its defense, if you'll remember that Rose Bowl. But that's still decent piece of work. Yeah, to not get blown out by Oklahoma is, is something. So that Iowa State win may end up looking better for them. Um, other opponents they've played this year have... We're not going to give you any more credit for that. This is Again, we said this all through the offseason. This is the show-me game for Iowa. Is this going to be one of the good Ferret seasons, or is it going to be a more typical Ferret season? Not to say... I don't mean to... I, I, that was stupid. Is there a game. typical Ferret season? Yeah, like 8-5. and five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't mean that... That wasn't supposed to be as bad canon as it sounds. You know what I mean. Is this going to be... A season where you end up in the Rose Bowl? Is this going to be a season where you play it where you win the Orange Bowl? Or is this going to be more of the rest of what Ferentz's tenure is? Are you coming to Detroit, I think, is what we're asking. We'd love to have you. Uh, Seriously, <laughs> we're planning on going to that game if, uh, <laughs> if all works out. The uh, Quick Lane Bowl. If your team ends up there, hit us up. Yeah, sorry. All right. We so can have fun here in Detroit, man. I still kind of think Wisconsin is... The better team. The better team. I do, yeah. I mean... I think their defense got a little bit exposed, even though the point totals weren't radically high. Um, they lost, Also, Andrew Van Ginkle, their outstanding off uh, outside linebacker, got hurt. Yeah. I don't know yet what his status is going to be, but I think they missed him a little bit. He's a big splash player. Um, Iowa comes into this game pretty much healthy, I think, and has some options here. Well, I think they were missing uh, Kelly Martin, one of the running backs, but... With Sargent and Young, they have a couple other good options there. You've got Easley and Fant as a good one-two combo in the passing game. Things seem to be clicking for Iowa well enough that 
If you lose this game, you're not going to have any excuses, okay? It's in Kinnick Stadium. It's yep, a this nice is, night game oh yeah, in Kinnick this Stadium. Is, this, you know what? Not, this sets up about as perfectly for Iowa as it possibly you could. You have not a damn excuse in the world if you're Iowa and you lose this game. If you do, all you bandwagoners who came out to thump your chest about how good Iowa is, you go back in your holes for a good decade. We're not going to want to hear from you. Yep. We don't want to hear from you now. If Iowa loses this, then it's because they're just not good enough to win this division. Ever. Because they, like again, you just saw <laughs> again. Given what you just saw from Wisconsin, are they ever going to be this vulnerable? This is supposed to be a peak year for Wisconsin, and they're, that's not what they are. Yep. You've got this a chance to win this game. This is the most win perfect setup that you've ever had, Iowa. Don't blow it. Win this game, or accept once and for all that Iowa State is your Super Bowl. So, who else outside the conference is going to eat it this week? Not a whole lot of promising options there, but a few that could be intriguing. Um, Florida Atlantic, I think maybe the, the shine is off of them a little bit, but still a better than average group of well, five team. it's and only they, because they got ass blasted by Oklahoma in week one. Which, well, yeah. We, expect, <laughs> we, ex- we expected it to be competitive. Maybe we shouldn't have given the actual okay, talent Okay, Lane Kiffin said this about that game, is that, yeah, I'm not sure what personnel we're going to be using late in the game because we're going to lose by 40. <laughs> like he said that I love yeah don't give a fuck Lane Kiffin is <laughs> it's hard to match Joey Freshwater in certain situations um but they play at number 16 UCF which you know after last they season they still have Mackenzie Milton they do they do and it's at UCF Josh Heupel is was a successful offensive coordinator hey everybody this is Steve Braun um apparently what happened was uh, my computer got so low on hard disk storage space that it just stopped recording. Um, I was noting that it was getting low on recording space, to which Andrew replied, Yeah, that fat head on the back of your laptop is like several rebrands ago, the Illinois look. It's still got the motion Illinois look. Uh, and then I said that, in fact, my laptop is so old that Illinois has been ranked in football since I acquired it. Um, but that's what's happened here. Uh, I need to clean some things up. So uh, in the meantime, I guess I just added another dick trip to our dick trips in review. Enjoy. Your source for Big Ten Talk, it's Off Tackle Empire!